Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. I'm so grateful you're here with us. I'm so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking at that Egyptian royal city of Abydos, or Abydos, however you'd like to pronounce it. It's uh, Manetho's first two dynasties comprised rulers from the, from the city of Tibus, or Tibitus, near Abydos. So let's take a look. We did part one a couple days ago, I think on the 28th, but you may be listening to this later. A lot of people do, but uh, we invite you to listen to all our old podcasts. Uh, they're all just a few minutes long. You can do it pretty quickly. So the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology, Charles Pfeiffer, editor, wonderful book, a little dated, but it has a ton of great information. Let's get started from pages 18 and 19. Kind of use it as a textbook here. Great book to get. Pass out as gifts. Be good to pass out to your church. So college is be good to use as a textbook still. So by the sixth dynasty, devout Egyptians wished to be buried near the tomb of Osiris at Abydos. One of the things we learned on the first podcast that I did not know was that Osiris considered to be the first pharaoh. I just always thought he was some, you know, false god, false deity. If this was impractical, the body of the deceased might be taken on a pilgrimage to Abydos. Another alternative was to erect a memorial stele in the necropolis or burial place at Abydos. Poor people might leave a votive pot in the necropolis area, and pharaohs gained merit by adding buildings to the temple complex, necros, you know, death, and necritus, and all this, and a polis was merely a city, or a high point. Um, during the chaotic first intermediate period, Abydos was the subject of dispute between the rulers of Heracleopolis and the rulers of Thebes, famous Thebes. Soldiers of Heracleopolis violated the Abydos tombs, although the ruler of their city was innocent in the matter. In a work known as the Instruction for King Merikar, he took responsibility for the misdeeds of his soldiers and interpreted the misfortunes which befell him as punishment for his the sin. A lot of grave things for violating graves. <laughs> Abydos became the chief of Egypt's holy places during Middle Kingdom times. The grave things for violating graves was a poor attempt at humor, I'm afraid. The middle classes, as well as the rich, aspired to be buried there so they might be near the blessed dead or earlier generations. Utter the words, welcome in peace, kind of like 4,000 years later we say rest in peace. Every dead person buried in accord with the Osiris ritual symbolically took a pilgrimage to Ibidos. The models of Barcos, and I'm not sure what that is, B-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Barcos. I'm sure many of you more intelligent than I do, do know what that is. Found in tombs all over Egypt were provided for this symbolic journey. Parkos. Would that be a ship or something? As there were pictures of journeys of 
the soul of the deceased painted on the walls of tombs. The zenith of Ibido's influence was reached during the Ramesside Age when Seti I, or Sethi I, rebuilt the Osiris Temple and provided it with heavy endowment. Sethi depicted 76 of his predecessors in reliefs in the Abydos Temple. Boy, that'd be great for history, wouldn't it? And he even built a palace there so they could supervise the work. He could supervise the work. The limestone reliefs are the best preserved of any of the pre-Ptolemaic times. Ptolemy, one of Alexander the Great's generals. Sethi I died before his temple could be completed, but the work was continued by Ramses II. He left an inscription, 118 lines, describing his labors. A short distance to the north of the Sethi temple, Ramesses built a second temple for himself. It was beautifully landscaped, richly endowed, according to an inscription which Ramesses left on the exterior of the south wall. After Ramesses II, we read of little further work at Abydos. With the decline of Egyptian power, magnificence of gifts to Osiris inevitably, inevitably diminished, other centers gradually replaced Abydos. Beautiful Philae, P-H-I-L-L-A-E, became the center for Osiris worship in the days of Ptolemies and the Romans and the development of Egyptian religious thought Osiris came to be regarded as the husband of Isis, and ultimately her popularity became such that he took second place. And a lot could be said about Isis as well. Um, the false deity of Egypt, not any political movements currently. So God bless you. Thanks for being here with us. find it fascinating. So many imprints of Eden and the Bible afterlife, even on cultures like Egypt, Rome, Greece. find it fascinating. They believed in an afterlife, believed in a hell. I was reading something just the other day, may have been earlier today, now that I think about it, of in Plato's writing, when they went to Egypt and spoke to an older priest and the older priest was talking about the, the newness of the Platonic thoughts, the Grecian thoughts, and how the world had been destroyed by floods and fire often, and they just didn't know about it. But he did mention one Greek myth to them, this Egyptian priest. Anyhow, God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Pray for us. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church family, Sunday school classes, neighbors, college students, whoever you think might benefit. You can believe the Bible. It's absolutely true. Maybe make a notebook or journal of things you find interesting every day. You'll have a power-packed apologetics library as well, just as a personal library of things you've learned. So God bless. Again, join us later. Join us tomorrow. And we'll talk with you later. Again, please feel free to subscribe. Leave a five-star review. It helps people find us and listen to our playlist. God bless. Bye-bye.